drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Derek Oakry, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. You guys know what it is. We're talking Lions football, and we are less, gosh, it's like less than 10 days. You guys are hearing this. We'll probably be a week away. Next week, it's going to be the NFL draft. My favorite, I call it a sporting event, but my favorite event on the calendar um lions are loaded up with picks they got probably the hottest hyped swaggiest football team in the national football league and uh, there's so much to talk about so drink it in everybody drink it in and you gotta drink it in you might want to have an extra glass because i got two guests on the show the one and only you guys know who he is logan Lamarandier, Sports Illustrated, All Lions. He's coming on to talk draft and to get after it. Logan, how you doing? Doing great. Happy to be here. Excited. Appreciate you coming on. We always enjoy your takes, your info. We actually are going to center this show around you, my friend. But we also have another guy on this show. You guys know who he is. He's got sound bites. He comes on. He's ready to talk stats with Logan. They're going to talk about Logan's polls. We've got some draft players to talk about. I can't really call him the one and only because I already gave that to Logan. So it's just, you know, at Chops in the D. Chops, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, Oakry, I got to give the live version, man. Woo! That's an extra long woo because today we're on with Logan. Yes! Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. <laughs> exactly so uh oh, this should man. this should be a fun show i'm gonna try to be the host and uh navigate between these two awesome guys and be talking lions football but uh, i thought off the top of the show i mean the people know that we don't mess around we get right into it so logan you did your annual logan lamarandier twitter polls which is where you put out these great questions that are on the minds of all the loyal die hard Lions fans, or as I affectionately call them, Kool-Aid drinkers, to keep people accountable, to get the pulse of the folks out there, and to make people think and put their vote down on what the Lions are going to do. So I picked out a few of those, man. I thought we'd just rumble through them, get your guys' opinions, and then tell you what the people are saying. You think we can do that off the top here? Oh, yeah, for sure. I I got to get these polls in because I feel like... <laughs> perceptions and narratives always change after the draft of certain players and definitely years down the line. So I always look, I look back at these polls all the time when uh, you can few years go by and everyone, you hear always these people saying, Oh, we should have done this. We should have done that. You can just go right back to these polls and see exactly what everyone was thinking. So yeah, let's, uh, let's get into these and there'll be more. These are like the first batch, but I, I will put up some more polls and go deeper into the rounds uh, in a few here. And that's why they're my favorite. They keep people accountable. I don't know. My buddies, you know, like, I don't know, this guy uh, at Chops in the D, you know, he'd always come back and say, I would have done this. I should have done that. Why the Lions do this? But it was always after the fact. So now we're going to talk about it in real time. Chops, you ready to do this? Hashtag what Choppy said, Oakry. Come on. I'm always right. <laughs> but now it's hashtag what Choppy said before rather than for years. It's always been after and you were the smartest guy in the room. So we're going to see if you're the smartest guy in the room. So my first question to you, Chops, is would you approve of the Lions taking a quarterback? We may or may not have had a 30-minute shouting match before we hit record and before Logan got on about this topic. And Logan says, of course, presumably my boy Anthony Richardson. He threw in Will Levis. I don't know about that. 
And we're talking about at six, at pick six. Chops, what do you got? Oh, choppy, no likey. Absolutely not. I do not approve of taking a quarterback with the six pick. I want an impact player who's going to impact my team this year. No quarterback. I got my boy, hashtag golf train. <laughs> Logan, what do you think? Riding the golf train. So, yeah, the, the poll is actually pretty close right now with uh, not wanting to draft a quarterback at all at six is 42%. And then um, selecting just Richardson and not approving a, a Levis. So just Richardson is at 48%. So I would approve of drafting Richardson because I, I'm not going to get into my whole spiel about being the third year of a rebuild and wins the best time to draft a quarterback. But I think the lions have come down that path where they're at the point where they're probably not going to be picking this high again. And if they want to get a quarterback on a cheap deal for a long time, now's the time to do it. If a quarterback is there. So I'm not saying that Richardson is my first choice if he's there. Um, Jalen Carter's still probably my top guy, but uh, Richardson, I think there's a, he has enough talent and he's just his ceiling is so sky high that I would be more than happy drafting him, letting him sit, learn behind Goff, not be handcuffed with a big Goff contract that could potentially be in the future, and already have your replacement in place. Uh, for for someone who would be exciting and a lot of fun, so I'm I would approve of the Lions drafting Richardson at six if they went that route. Yeah, Quick so follow up, can... Logan. Would you be okay with Levis at six? Mm, no, I no. I would again. It's like the same concept where I'd having that quarterback would be nice, but I I'm not as high on Richards or uh, Levis as I am Richardson, and I don't necessarily think the value would be as good uh, with Levis as Richardson. Let me, let me put this in, in, you know, sound bites that you can understand. I mean, your boy, Jared Goff, the golf train. I mean, I continue to say this. I don't hate him. I don't. I don't hate him. But you know what I think about Anthony Richardson? <laughs> For all the reasons Logan said. So 48 some percent or 40 plus percent uh would approve of Richardson 48 and 42 don't want either. They don't want a quarterback. So it, I think we're, we're all kind of split on this. Um, but Hey, me and Logan on the same page, you out, you know, where you've been for a long time with your boy, JG 16. Second question. Would you approve of the lions taking Hendon hooker at 18? Logan, we go to you first for your thoughts. I'm with the majority here. I, I would say, no, I don't think um, I would approve and it's mostly just because the ACL thing and the Lions can afford to have him sit on the bench for a year and recover. But I'm just not convinced in that offense that he's in that his skills are translatable or you, you just see with the best of Hendon Hooker in that offense. And, you know, maybe the Lions could try to do the same, but they're not going to be able to get away with the same offensive scheme that Tennessee runs. So I just have a lot more questions about him. Uh, and, I, I would just feel uncomfortable with taking him at 18. And again, I think there's other players at bigger positions of need that are probably going to be available around that pick that I would definitely prefer over him. And this was a surprising 82% no, 17% yes so far. Chops, you love Jared Goff. You say we don't need a quarterback, yet you've come on the show multiple times talking about other trains, talking about Hendon Hooker, talking, trying to combine the two names. Like, I don't understand you, bro. Talk about this player. Would you take him at 18? Oh, my love for Hendon Hooker is well documented, but <laughs> it does not reach to the levels of the 18th pick. No, I love Hendon Hooker in the late second, early third, if he's there. Uh, but I agree with everything that Logan just said, the ACL, the age, uh, with my 18th pick, I, I need somebody who, again, who's going to come in and play right away. Um, my defense is the biggest point of need, and uh, I do not have interest in having him at 18. So the crazy part about this poll is, like, I want a hen hooker if I could get him in round two as well, but it seems like you'd have to spend 18. So, like, when I was hovering over this question, I'm one of the 17% that said I think I'd be willing to do so if they pass early and if they love this player. Um, I don't love it due to his age and what Logan mentioned, and but I would consider it 
if they love Hennon Hooker and they want the quarterback and he's there at 18. So um, another intriguing one for everybody to think about. Logan, I got to come to you on this one. You got to help me out. Me and Chops talked about this a week or two ago or maybe multiple weeks. Would you approve of the Lions taking Bijan Robinson, running back? I assume it's at 18. I've heard some kooks even say they'd be good with him at six. Like, where are you at with this? Uh, so early in the draft process, I was totally against drafting him at all, even at 18. And as I've gotten deeper into this class, overall, oh, yeah. I just feel like this draft class is not that great compared to other years. <laughs> I think there's a, a really big, like second tier uh, number of players, but B. John Robinson is one of the top tier players in the entire draft. He's just at a position that's not very valuable. And the Lions have, they just signed Montgomery to a decent sized contract. They still have Swift for at least one more year, but in long term future, you could still add a running back. And when you get to 18, I just feel like I don't, I can't say who's going to be there. But if Bijan Robinson's still there, relative to position, he's probably still the best. He's probably the best player on the board. It's just, do you feel like running back is valuable enough at that point? But I think what you're getting in Robinson, if you draft him, you know you're getting a great running back for at least five years. And who knows, the shelf life of running backs is typically short. Um, But you know you're going to have, I think you're going to have an elite running back almost right away. There's a really small learning curve to running back. Uh, Running backs can come in and perform right away. And so that would probably give, the option to trade Swift and maybe recoup some of that draft capital you spent on Robinson at 18. So yes, I would be fine selecting him at, at pick 18. It's tough to say with who would be on the board at that time, but I, I think he would probably be the best player available at pick 18. It's just, unfortunately it's at a position where you can typically find running backs a little later in the, in the draft and get them at a cheaper cost. Gobbs, can you set Logan straight on this please? Or I'll do it if you don't want to. Uh, I, man, I, you know, I love my boy Logan. It's going to be hard for me to disagree so adamantly with him, but no, 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 I do not want Bijan Robinson, a third running back to the roster at pick 18. Nope, nope, Absolutely nope. not. The only, only scenario that I would be okay with that is if they announced that they had traded Swift for a third round pick and now we're taking Bijan with 18. That's the only oh, possible baby. way I'd be okay with that. And there's no way they're getting a third form. So the answer is no. I do not <laughs> need a three-headed monster at running back. If you draft him, then Swift's value, like teams know they're going to lowball you because you need to get rid of a back. What are you going to do? Have a three-headed monster there? You're going to burn a year of his contract if he's not the full-time starter? On and on and on. No, no, no. <laughs> well, hey, he's a special running back. He, he forces so many missed tackles, matter. and that's my biggest stat I look at when I'm looking at running backs. I want guys who get yards after contact and make guys miss. And B. John Robinson does that at just an insane rate. So I think he's truly special enough. It's just like drafting Kyle Pitts that the Falcons did a couple years ago. I, I think he's m- as much of a unicorn as he can be at the position. And, you know, it might not be great value, but if you draft an all-pro – and he's only on your team for five years, I'll, I'll take it. So I'm not against it. I love the player. Don't I, I mean, we've said that before. I do love the right. player. I just don't like him at that spot for the Lions with the, where we are at and in, in a ready to win, ready to win the division, ready to make a playoff run this year. I think he would make their team better, though. That's, that's a, what I thought about it because Montgomery, I, I like him. I don't think he's a big home run threat, but – um, Swift, if he can stay healthy, has that home run threat, but makes a lot of really frustrating plays as well and not getting all the yards I think he should. So I, I just think Robinson would make their team better instantly. And I don't know if you can say that about every other selection they might take at pick 18 because they might even – other players might even not even hardly see the field. This, this team's getting better where not every single draft pick we are going to draft is going to play a ton like they have the last couple years. Fellas, I, I got to step in. We could do this all day. I think Chops beat up <laughs> Logan well. I think Logan tried his best to come back and defend himself, but it sounded more like the people that come to me, but okay, B. John Robinson's a good football player. I know, <laughs> but I can't take a third back. I can't take a guy just because he's good. 
I need to do other things with that asset. So we, we could go on and on. I respect both of you. Appreciate you. But um, that was fun. Let's keep this thing moving. This is a fun one. Let's go to chops with this. Is Jalen Carter off your board due to character concerns? Oh, Oakry, absolutely not. No. <laughs> Do I want a big, nasty attitude, mean streak, defensive interior, the best defensive interior prospect since Quinnen Williams on my roster? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> They can't handle me. They ain't tough enough yet. I didn't have the other drop you want ready, but I had that one. So, uh, of course, you're going to go. You're going to – I can't wait to hear Logan's answer because he always negates character, football mentality. <laughs> he wants athletes. He wants talent only. Logan, what do you got to say for yourself on this one? All I can say is I don't know about the character concerns, so I just base it solely off talent. He's the best player by far, I feel like, in this draft at the Lions' biggest position of need. So to me, it's a home run pick if the Lions have, you know, put him through the process and they think he's all good to go in terms of character and off-the-field concerns. But if the Lions were to get him, he's so fun to watch. He's so explosive from a, a three technique, always getting in the backfield. I just think he's exactly what the Lions need. And I do, even if he does have a few character flaws, I think the Lions have a culture that's good enough that they should be able to bring him along and kind of absorb and teach him how to be an NFL football player. So he's not off my board, but I can't say I know all the details. And if the Lions don't clear him, then I'm going to have to trust him on it. But it's just going to really hurt if for some reason he's there and the Lions pass on him and he becomes a perennial All-Pro. So what you're telling me is you're kind of 50-50? <laughs> no, well, I can't talk about his character as much, but I just I know there's people out there that have already said like I we're passing on him. I don't I don't want anything to do with him because of his character concerns, but I just feel like I don't have enough information to even know that anyway. So yeah, if you want to call that 50-50, I'm doing my usual thing. You know how it goes. So the people 20% say he's off their board. 80% say still on, but the question, let's go back to the question. Is he on the board? It sounds like for both of you, yes. For me, yes, he's still there. But the other question would be, would you take him? <laughs> because some people would no matter what. Logan's claiming he knows nothing about this football player. Well, I saw he got arrested. I saw that he wasn't in shape. I saw he couldn't even do jogging without uh, tapping out. I've seen plenty of that stuff. I've heard it. I hear a lot of people saying he's off NFL boards. Or they don't want anything to do with him. So I know that much. Um I, I think there's just a lot of questions. So this guy's losing all tiebreakers for me, basically. He's not off my board, and if he's the best player and there's no other tiebreakers, I will take him. But um, very concerned based on all my information that I do have, Logan, which is sketchy at best if you ask me. But talent is there. Athleticism is there. Check, check for you. Chops doesn't care. He just wants big name, good football players, and hopes it works out. I want winners i want care i want good guys that love the game and i don't have to worry about and uh, i gotta worry about this guy from what i can tell so we'll see what happens um fellas let's let's keep this rolling um we got a few more we want to do here and then we'll uh, get our great sponsors in and we come back i mean gosh we got so much more to get into here on this great draft show so appreciate logan and chops and everybody listening for uh, diving into this but uh Let's uh, let's go back to chops on this one. I'm curious what you'll say based on what we've talked about earlier. Would you approve of an old lineman at six, like the Skronk? Oh man, I, I you know how I love to build my team through the trenches. Um, you know how we you know we've we've valued the O line. We've been beefing it up. To me. I would not approve of an offensive lineman at six this year because I would rather, I think the team needs a defensive lineman first. So I love the Skronk. Don't get me wrong, but uh, no, I would not approve if we went a lineman at six. Logan, where are you at with Skronk and uh, O-lineman at six? Well, this isn't 50-50 at all. I, w- I would not approve of it. Um, just because it's it's one of those things where I don't think there's any the Lions don't need a tackle. And even if there were a tackle, I think worthy at six, because it is a premium position. 
Um, I don't think the Lions would take a tackle, but I just don't think the value. I don't. I don't like any um, player at six that's on the offensive line. So that's uh, either even with Skronk, uh, if you're going to move him to guard, he, I mean, he mostly he's mostly a tackle, and so. It's a little bit of a projection. I think he'll be a great guard, but it's still a projection, and I don't think that's a risk you take at pit six. So I'm in favor of this. I voted for yes. I also uh, heard that Hal Vitae is looking good and is healthy, which surprises me after a back surgery. Um, We also have Graham Glasgow now, which has changed my opinion a little bit, but... My yes is because you play him at right guard, you cut, you save a bunch of money, you kick him to the right tackle, you eventually uh, phase out uh, good old Taylor Decker, who's been a good soldier for us after a couple years, and then you got your two tackles moving forward. But I, I kind of agree with both you fellas, like based on what I'm hearing and how this is shaping out, that at six it'd be tough. Um, but making the offensive line absolute dominant strength for years and years to come um, is still something that really intrigues me. 74% of the people don't agree with me, and they agree with you fellas. They they don't want anything to do with an O-lineman at that selection, so I respect people. it. <laughs> this, is, this is the one that really intrigues me um, when it comes to cornerbacks at 18. You got to pull up asking who would you prefer, Joey Porter Jr., uh, Banks, the kid out of Maryland, Emmanuel Forbes, the guy that just turns the football over from Mississippi State, or another f- cornerback at that position. Logan, who you got? So I actually, Deontay Banks, I I think I like more than Joey Porter Jr. Just athletic profile, and yeah, Porter is he has the length that you look for in a corner. Um, but I just like Banks. And for, he's a four-year starter, good size, four, three, five, uh, 40, gets his hands on plenty of passes, uh, just more sticky than I think um, Porter is. And with with Porter, I, I feel like I'm splitting hairs a little bit, but he's just uh, usually with guys that size, you know, there's the flaw with those larger corners is typically just that they have – trouble sometimes with smaller receivers because they can't stick up with them so to me i i'm all about uh banks and porter i wouldn't be upset about either and i think a lot of draft analysts have porter ahead of banks but i think i prefer banks over porter in this poll i selected banks i'm not a joey porter jr guy he's getting a lot of late love emmanuel forbes i like i love almost but it seems a little bit Tough there at 18, second round type player. If I could get him there, Chops, what do you say? Oh, I'm going to have to disagree with you, boys. Uh, listen, give me some Joey Porter Jr. I know he's getting the hype because of his daddy, but I just love his physicality on the line. I think, you know, I like his profile a little bit better than Banks. So at 18, uh, Porter's my guy. I thought you might say that. Um, We'll see what happens. Uh, It's going to be a very intriguing pick based on position and player. And this is another guy I love that's at sort of that position. Love this player. Curious where he'll go. Would you approve? And by the way, Joey Porter Jr. is the resounding favorite in the poll for that last question. 60%, which I feel like. Sorry. Gotta get in there. <laughs> Which the I feel like wasn't that at all like a few days ago or a week ago, but that's the uh, latest trend. Um, like I said, Logan and my guy was the guy before that, but uh, the, the people are changing, which has been known to happen. But uh, I, I love Brian Branch. He, he's what I talked about earlier. I got no concerns. He's a clean player. He's cerebral and smart. He can play all over the field. He comes from great school pedigree. This is just a slam dunk player that I could take at 18, have no worries, fit him in my defense for years to come and feel good about it. Logan's question was, would you approve of selecting a Brian Branch at pick 18? 68% yes. 31% no. I was surprised more people were on board with this. I, I thought it would be a interesting decision for most folks. Chops, what do you think about Brian Branch at 18? Oh, baby. Can you imagine Brian Branch and CJ, that's my GJ, just running 
the backfield. Like, oh my gosh, yes, give me some Brian Branch at eighteen. And the, and the same reason you love it is why I'm almost peeling back because we have all these players. Like, I don't know where how you could fit him in. It'd almost be like a guy you train up for a year and he has a bigger role in, in year two. Uh, Logan, what do you say? Yeah, so I was all on board, like 100% taking him before the signing of Gardner Johnson. And But you have to look at the long-term future. I, Gardner Johnson being on a one-year deal, uh, and obviously looking for more money, is it worth it to grab Branch and kind of groom him to be in that same role as CJ GJ? And uh, I, you know, at least this year, at the very least, just be a nice depth piece and uh, just be a jack of all trades because that's what he is. He's just really good at everything. And you know me, I love my athletes, and he isn't an athlete, but he's just all <laughs> over the football field. And I think safety is that one position where. I'm fine usually giving uh, a little less athletic guys with more instincts uh, just the benefit of the doubt because I think safety is such an instinctive position and Brian Branch has that. So I'd be fine with it. I don't think it's uh, necessarily a a home run for this season just because of Gardner Johnson, but in the long-term future, it could be huge. My favorite part of that take was, you know how I love athletes. Well, he's not athletic, but <laughs> and Logan, what do you think about his football character? I'm sure you got that circled on your spreadsheet, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. He's a good football player. <laughs> Incredible football character and as you said, instincts. All right, fellas, we could do this all day. Let's hit one more cuz I know this one is just straight up chops his alley, so that's why I'm not going to him first. Logan, if you had to choose which wide receiver are you selecting at 18? You got Quentin Johnston, you got Jordan Addison, you got Zay Flowers or other assuming that JSN is not available in this poll. Yeah, I just kind of assumed uh, Jackson Smith and Jigbo was out because I think he would be the clear favorite. And even though he's been more of a slot player, kind of like Amonra has been, um, I still think he's the best receiver. (laughs) So, yeah, and if I had to choose, I would not prefer a receiver at 18, just to make that clear. But I think the Lions could use a bigger-bodied X receiver on the outside. Hmm. So that's Quentin Johnson in a class filled with just all these really small or really, um, you know, light receivers. Quentin Johnson's one of the bigger receivers in the draft. It's just, unfortunately, he doesn't play to his size all that well. I think he could um, be a little bit better and play a little bit bigger. And he's a good athlete. So I, I would go with Quentin Johnston, but wouldn't necessarily love the selection. Yeah, I'm kicking it to you just so you can fawn over the same player. Uh, Oh, Cree, come on. You know how I feel, my boy Q. That's right. He is the best receiver in this draft, in my opinion, oh, uh, outside of JSN. So, yes, give me Quentin Johnson at 18. Um, I'm not – again, I don't necessarily love taking a wide receiver at 18, like Logan said, but if you're making me do it, it's going to be Q, no questions asked because we need a big X wide receiver and he's a big X wide receiver and the guy plays physical. <clears throat> I like him six, four two fifteen. Yes. So, so you don't like taking a receiver at 18. Now that we got Logan on who laid it out very, uh, <laughs> you know, smartly yet every mock I see from you has Quentin Johnson to lines at 18. Why? Cause you tout in this big, why, why do we need a big wide receiver? Is there something in the uh, fine print that we need a big wide receiver, a slot wide receiver, a fast wide receiver? Is, is that somewhere in the NFL jargon that we have to have that? Or is that something you made up? Okay. It's football. And my boy Jared Goff wants a big, nasty freak to throw the ball to. He's got J-Mo Fast on the left. He's got Amon Ra on the slot. And give him Q up the middle, ready to make some contested catches. Come on. Full compliment, baby. Who was the second guy you mentioned? I mean, I I didn't catch his name. Oh, well, I'll have to correct Mr. Uh, Logan Lairman here. It's Amon Ra. A R S B. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I used to say this about not being able to throw, but 
you both might want to look at Quentin Johnson because he can't catch. Okay, I got that in. I haven't used that in a while. Um, <laughs> fellas, that's the Logan Lamarindier polls. I literally picked out six to eight of them. There's probably, what did you say, 15 or more up now. There'll be more up. I would like all of you to vote. One, because I want to hold you accountable forever on what you say or what these polls show so that uh, when the Lions do something incredible that's different than that, you can't say I told you so. Um, but uh, Logan, keep these coming, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I got to get the second and just mid rounds general consensus on on certain players and obviously the scenarios you can't predict what's who's all going to be there in the middle rounds but at least again try to get general thoughts on on ideas I love how I demand that you do more polls when you have like no time you've you're fortunate or <laughs> you're nice enough to come on and talk ball here we did a 30 minute segment there on a few poll questions and we got so much more to talk about and at chops in the D is flying all over the country doing 8 million things and he's like Oakry we got to talk lions we got to talk draft let's get after it fellas I thought that was fun how about we get our great sponsors in and then maybe we come back you stat guys can paddle it out we might have to get some Logan Lamrandier uh, guys uh, his favorite players and and just talk about what brad holmes is cooking for next week sound good i like it everybody please listen to our sponsors we'll be right back another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Kool-Aid drinkers, please tell me that you listen to our sponsors that really help out the show. Please tell me you're going to Reality Sports Online if you love fantasy football or maybe checking out Spotify where this show is at and it's pretty much on every podcast platform. Um, you know, for the all the listeners, you you know how we say uh, how we how we shout you guys out every week. And the people consist of the millions of Kool-Aid drinkers, millions and millions, of course, that listen to this show and that rep the Detroit Lions. So appreciate you doing that. We had a fun first segment. We got into it. We let Chops and Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated get after it and give their opinions. And I laid out for the most part, played some sound bits and had fun listening to these guys. Also, Go check out all Logan's stuff and everything they're doing over there at SI All Lions. Always great content, good coverage. Um, Chops is always putting out great things on his Twitter as he has time, as we all have time, and that's at Chops in the D. You guys can find me at Derek Oakry. Um, it's going to be a big time for Lions football, the draft, uh, all types of things coming up. So, so definitely be up on the Twitter machine and get that rolling. But, uh, fellas, we got to get right into this second half. So, as I said, I kind of laid out. I just gave a few hot takes, a few opinions. I'm going to even do that more because you guys are both known for coming on this show. And regardless of the hot take, the sound bit, the crazy opinion I might have, you both want to bring it back to the stats. 
you want to tell me factual information that I can find anywhere, to be honest, um, and prove your point based on numbers. <laughs> so I thought I'd just let both of you kind of battle it out. I kind of told Logan to maybe pull a couple things so he could knock Chops over the head with a few stats. You know uh, Chops went and hit the Google machine right before the show and pulled out some Bula Bula from somewhere. So I don't know. I'll go with... Logan first. Logan, what kind of numbers, what things are impressing you and maybe boring me to death at this point when it comes to stats, analytics, factual numbers about the Lions? <laughs> are we talking just straight Lions stats or draft stats? I, I'm talking whatever you got in your back pocket because I know you love the draft analytics as well. This guy jumped this far. He ran this fast. Can he play is what I want to know, and does he have good football character? But whatever you got, throw it at Chops. <laughs> make him feel like a fool. And uh, that'll be fun for me. Well, I, I just went straight to the draft. So um, I know there's – we did, actually didn't even cover it, but it was in my polls on which cornerback you would prefer at number six. The Lions went that route, whether it be Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon. I went with Witherspoon just because he's a ball hawk, and that's what the Lions need. Um, and he had – I found out he had 18 forced incompletions in 2022, which was the most in the FBS – as well as a pass rating against a 25.3. So I just felt like if we're going to select a corner, I'd be fine selecting a corner. I, I, you know me. I say it all the time. I'm always about the big <laughs> athletes, and Gonzalez is probably the, the best athlete at corner. But I, Witherspoon, when it comes down to ball hawking, I think that's what you have to have at six. I would want Witherspoon because of how often he gets his hands on the ball. So in a segment about stats, Logan went against athletic stats and went with <laughs> instincts and the uh, ability to play the position over the numbers, but also gave credit to Christian Gonzalez, who is a freak physically and with speed. But again, I'm with you. I like Witherspoon better. Choppy, you got anything over there that's going to beat that? I doubt it. No, I, of course not. I want to add to the point. Since we're talking about Witherspoon, let's get into it. Do you realize that Witherspoon... Against wide receivers targeted 63 times, only gave up 22 catches and about 204 yards. Three picks, 14 pass breakups. That is why my boy Witherspoon is higher on my board than Gonzo. Agreed. No, like he's, uh, he's a really fun player to watch, and he's not afraid to tackle either. And despite only being 181 pounds, uh, he throws his weight around really well. So he, he would be a lot of fun to have on the Lions. And I just think. Um, at six, yes, the Lions don't necessarily have to have a corner. Uh, it's not the biggest need, but I think long-term it definitely is. And if, say, if Jalen Carter's off the board and Wilson and Anderson are already selected with the top three quarterbacks, I think the Lions, their best route would be to take a corner. I, I hate to interrupt yeah, I, this stat geek segment, but Logan, are you saying you'd take him at six and feel good about it? I don't, I would feel, like I said, if, it, if the draft played out with top three quarterbacks, Wilson and Anderson, all gone. Jalen Carter was off the Lions board. I think the best player um, that's remaining is, is Witherspoon. I just don't, there's not any other player that I, I think um, I would feel more comfortable with than Witherspoon. I just feel like Witherspoon has a very high floor and has a very, has a pretty high ceiling. He's a really good athlete, but maybe not that elite athlete. Doesn't have the elite size, but yeah, I'd I'd be good with a cornerback at six. Interesting. One ninety throws his body around, worries me. I know those aren't detailed analytics, but uh, they are numbers that go against him. I love his character though, and the way he plays the game. So interesting stuff on both those, uh, or on that same player from so both I will you say, guys. Choppy, who, who would you take in that in that situation? Because I I think that's kind of like the Lions' nightmare scenario if they really like Wilson or Anderson and Carter's off their board and the top three quarterbacks are gone. Like, who, who's really left there to take for the Lions? Gosh, the way I'd set it up is, you know, Skronk or Nolan Smith would be my next guys, you know, that I would really? uh, that I would All want. Right. And I'm, I'm probably going with my boy Nolan Smith now that I've talked myself out of Skronk based on how by tie running around like he's 20 years old again. But, but again, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get a, I don't want to get in the middle of this segment. I want to have you guys throw a few more numbers out for the people. Um, 
Shafi, what else you got in your back pocket? You got anything else that you pulled out of thin air, probably about Jared Goff? Well, jeez. Uh, I mean, Oakry, come on. Of course, I can't have a stat battle and not mention uh, something about quarterbacks, right? Here and it'll go. probably be something about how <laughs> the – I think the la- there's only been one time in the history of the draft, which is 2021, that three quarterbacks went one, two, three. And I know that's the big hot topic right now is three out of the top four being quarterbacks. I, based on the numbers and based on the talent, do not see that happening. I do not think that these quarterbacks are going to come off the board quite like everybody expects. Um, So I don't necessarily have a stat for you, but (laughs) I will tell you that uh, do not be shocked when this draft goes down and only two quarterbacks are off the board when the Lions pick at six. So that would be, that'd be pretty crazy. So there's going to be a good quarterback there sitting at six, and you wouldn't draft them because we have Goff? <laughs> That's exactly right, Get Mr. Him. Logan. I believe that Anthony Richardson or someone, maybe Strout, actually, uh, based on some of the people that I've been talking to, may be there at six, and I will not take them. Oakry will, but you, I will not. <laughs> and neither will Brad Holmes. Caps should have just said, hey, Instead of me responding to Logan, just play the sound. I don't want your Bula Bula support when it comes to Jared Goff. You don't get to join the <laughs> Goff train. You're off, bro. You're off. Anybody that doesn't love Jared Goff, they're off, bro. They're off. I'm with you, Logan. Anthony Richardson's a freak. I don't even care about any of these old numbers, old quarterbacks. And that doesn't mean anything right now. Like, if, if Anthony Richardson is there at six and you don't make that pick, that's malfeasance in my opinion. That's a stat for you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it'd be tough to pass on Anthony Richards just because of his upside. And uh, having that cheap rookie contract sounds there real nice right now. Logan's Lions dream. Bring a lot more free agents in <laughs> with that little contract of that Anthony Richardson's getting on the rookie scale. Logan, you got another number in your back pocket that you want to throw out. I'm going to have to end this segment here shortly before you put everybody to sleep. But, um, <sighs> another you, you number. probably got some other I... thing about it's been, you know, up in your head about the draft or the Lions or something. Um, Not really. I mean, I, if we're going straight Lions, I don't really have any Lions stats off the top of my head. I could look them up. I, I have them all. I just didn't – I guess I'm not prepared for that. But uh... – <laughs> Yeah, no, it's no problem. Chops um, yeah. might have another one. So if you, if you guys don't, we'll end the segment. I mean, I thought it was a good battle. You guys always are are justifying your arguments with numbers, which, like I said, I can both appreciate and not respect at all at the same time. Chops, you got anything else, or you want to you want to get to some of Logan's uh, favorite players here? I mean, Oakry, the the beauty of stats is that you have them in your back pocket to use when you need to defend your position. So just asking for blanket stats is, you know, puts me in a very difficult spot because the stats that I have all fit a narrative that I am going to lay out on you later at some point in time. So I don't want to just give you my stats. That's my golden ticket, baby. It's in the back pocket. So wait for me to have a take and for you to disagree with it. And then I'm going to slap you upside the head with the stats. (laughs) Kind of like you did before the show. When you mentioned every reason we shouldn't take quarterback, you ignored every reason we should. You're kind of that guy at the meeting that gives all the reasons why, because he wants something approved. And then the boss is like, I don't care what you said. We're not doing that. Right. No, actually, what I am is I'm the boss who makes that decision. <laughs> but anyway, let's get to Logan and uh, some of his guys in the draft. Right. This is what the people want. Yes, exactly. So, so Logan, you've come on like we've talked all about, but we haven't really got to some of your guys. Like you said, you've sort of been playing catch up with all the busyness of life, but we are basically a week away from the draft. So, I mean, you probably drilled down on some of these guys. Let's focus on kind of those first three to four selections guys that you're going to feel the most happy with, you know, what's your best case scenario for the lions. You're hoping they do Um, guys that are like your guys that you're pegging both for the lions or just in general, that these guys are studs and they should take him like, go ahead and tackle that however you want. All right. Yeah. So at the top of the draft, I think you'll probably guess Jalen Carter is my, my top player. Um, I think it would just be a steal to get him at six if he's there uh, because he is the best football player in the draft. And so I'm not going to go too much further on him. I, I think everyone knows kind of the, the deal with him. Um, I already hit on on Witherspoon at corner. I, I really like him. 
and yeah, Anthony Richardson, if he's still there at six, um, those are kind of my three guys at six. I would, I would really like, and there's, there's other guys I'd, I'd be fine with Christian Gonzalez, but after that, I, Tyree Wilson, I don't know how I feel about him. Um, there's just reports that some teams like him more than Anderson and maybe it's just because of his size, but I, he was very productive um, this last season, but I just, I just think at six, I would like to see a little bit more. I would love to see what his measurables are. And he looks like he's fairly explosive off the snap, but considering he's 270 pounds um, and super long arms his his wingspan is just huge. Uh, he has everything you look for, but um, I just wonder about the the bend with him. So that's kind of where I'm at at six. And those are my guys. And my one concern is Tyree Wilson at six. Not that I wouldn't dislike the pick, but I wouldn't feel warm and fuzzy about it. Hey, Chops, let me, Logan, let me, let me, let me ask let me you a question here, Logan. So the way I see Wilson and I, you know, he's getting, he's getting some late hype, right? Kind of like what happened last year. Um, you know, when Thib- it was Thibodeau and it was Hutch and then uh, Tavion Walker snuck up there. Like, are you feeling like this is kind of like the same trend? We're 10 days out and now like Tyree Wilson is the hot name that uh, that people are kind of putting up there. Yeah, it, a little bit. I mean, I just don't know if Wilson's the same type of athlete. He's just a really big, good athlete and that can win uh, against offensive tackles. And he had a really good pass rush win rate. It was a 22.3% pass rush win rate that he had last year, which is, again, towards the top. It's towards the top in the class. So it's impressive. But uh, I don't know how comparable uh, it is to last year. I, I don't think he's going to be – I still think Will Anderson will go ahead of Wilson. There's just – you never know what to believe right now in smoke screen season this close to the draft. Yeah, I agree. I you know not not comparing the players stat wise or uh, measurable wise, but I would be on cloud nine if somebody reached for Tyree and you know somehow Will Anderson fell to yeah. us at six. I'd be I'd be ecstatic. Yeah, that'd be that'd be huge if Will Anderson is there. Will Anderson's my second prospect behind Jalen Carter, and the reason I didn't include him at six is I don't think he should be there. But you know, we said the same thing about Penny Sewell. Um, for a long time, but didn't really think Hutch was going to be there at the second pick because a lot of people assumed he'd be the first overall pick. And the Lions both years have come out with players who I think should have been drafted before the Lions picked them. So you never know. Logan, you, you hit right where I was coming to you for a question because I, I you didn't really mention Will. And like, I hear him getting beat up recently. Oh, he's not that good. I don't know if he, it's just like. I'm praying and hoping if he was there at six, I wouldn't even mind if they jumped up to three and, and to get that type of player. So I'm glad you hit on him and, and chops back to you. I was going to say, you know, Tyree, my boy is all about potential instead of what he's done or what he did two years ago. It's about what he's going to do. And I, I like that. He's getting a ton of love because the NFL is all about the potential, the wingspan, the what ifs, um, the we'll make him into this and that once we coach him up. So I think that's what you're seeing there um, across the board. And um, you know, I, the other point I want to hit on with Logan is like, multiple things that we don't expect are going to happen with these first few picks for the lions. There's going to be guys there. You never expected to be there. People are going to be gone that we've been assuming for months. We're, we're going to be on the board. Like it's going to get crazy come Thursday and Friday for sure. When it all really goes down. So I can't wait to see what happens, but I'm not writing Will Anderson out of the equation by any means on my, my side. No, no, not at all. If, if he's there at six, it'd definitely be a no brainer. I just, I really find it hard to believe that he would be there. But again, you never know. Logan, how about, um, how about some guys at 18, you know, looking at that, you know, 48, 55 ish range. Like what are guys that you've circled based on how fast they run, how high they jump, how uh, good (laughs) they look on film, quote unquote. And where do they sit on the Logan Lamran deer board? And then a quick follow up, if I may, do they love football? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Um, at, so at 18, uh, I already mentioned Deontay Banks. I really like him. Um, Brian Branch, we mentioned, he's another one of my guys. I think is just a really good football player. And you know exactly what you're getting with him at 18. I, I think that's 
a lower risk move. Um, but kind of, I think people have forgot about, I, I still like Miles Murphy. Um, you know, he was someone who was mocked pretty consistently in the top 10 of the draft. And then he kind of fell down draft boards, but at his pro day, I mean, he just killed it and you knew he would, um, you know, <laughs> had a 1.59 10 yard split, which is, I always look for under 1.6. I mean, that's just an elite burst and he's at 268 pounds. Um, I, I would have liked a little better three cone time from him at 7.21. Uh, I prefer to be closer to seven seconds, but he's still, he's still got plenty of athleticism. He's, he lives in the backfield. I think he's a really forgotten about player, uh, for whatever reason, it just hasn't gotten, had all this hype at the beginning of this process and kind of has fallen on the board. So I would actually still be fine with him at 18. Uh, another guy is Darnell Wright. Um, again, more so for a guard. Uh, he's, he's a right tackle. Wasn't that good at left tackle, but at right tackle really found what he was he, highly regarded prospect really found his form at right tackle. And he shut down some really good players. Will Anderson was being one of them. He has some really impressive tape. And I think a long-term uh, future start him at right, uh, right guard. We, we mentioned it about Taylor Decker, maybe moving on. You could move Sewell to the left and Darnell right, kick him out to the right side if need be. So he's another guy that um, I'm probably higher on the most. Um, and then lastly, uh, much like Miles Murphy, um, for kind of a forgotten player, someone who is typically in the top 10 uh, draft mocks at the beginning of this, probably in January, Brian Brzee. Um, again, big athletic guy and he had some family issues and just a lot of things off the field that really probably made it a tough 2022 season, but he has all, everything you look for in a gap shooting three tech defensive tackle, which is what the lions need. I know there's a lot of Kalijah Cansey love out there. I think I would prefer Brzee over Cansey. Perhaps what kind of follow-ups you got? Yeah, actually, Logan, you had you brought up the two names that I was really curious about your uh, your take on because, you know, I think we can all agree at least this group agrees that defensive interior is a huge need for the Lions, and if if Carter's off their board and you go a different way at six, you know, I think that eighteen slot is where you're looking at. Okay, you know, is it a Cansey? Is it a? Uh, I always say breezy, but it's Brise. Um, you know, somewhere in there, like, it, you know, how do you feel this defensive interior line kind of stacks up? Sounds like you've got Brian over Cansey. I do. And then I have Adabare pretty, pretty close as well. Um, even though he's kind of a lot, pretty similar to Pascal, but um, he's just a lot more athletic, <laughs> which, which I like, but yeah. Um, Cansey to me, I, I think everyone just wants to compare him to Aaron Donald because he went to the same school. He's undersized, but Aaron Donald's tape is still a lot better than Cansey's tape in my mind at the college level. Uh, Kalijah Cansey's arm length is another big concern. They're, they're really short arms. It's just over 30 inches, which uh, in, a, in a league that you need those long arms to, to get into guys' chests and to be able to manipulate players. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. So I, yeah, Brzee to me, it just had a down 2022 season and he's got all the talent there and there's not really that many players. The defensive tackle class is, is pretty light um, in terms of talent. I think once you get past uh, Brzee, there's, there's a few diamonds in the rough that I, I might go over here in a few, but, uh, for the most part, it's a pretty weak defensive tackle class. And I, if the Lions need a defensive tackle, you're probably going to have to take one pretty early. Yep, totally agree. I, I actually, uh, I really like your take on Cansey too. I know he's getting all the uh, Aaron Donald comparison love, but uh, I mean, yes, the school, but uh, I don't see the other comparisons that people are making with him. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Donald was just on another level. Yeah. Um, his college tape, it was just ridiculous. And, you know, and even Josh Pascal, he, his tape against the run is pretty solid as well. So he's just the same size as uh, Kalijah Cansey is. So I don't know why if they, if they wanted to play him more inside a little bit, I would, I would like to do that and see what you got there. 
over drafting Kalijah Kansi. As I as I always do, I've got many retorts, many things I I would like to say, but we time is precious. I'll just say them quickly. Chops just to translate for you, Adabaware. That's uh that kid from Northwestern. Just so you know. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to say is um, you just hit on Cansey. To me, I I already know some of the shortcomings he has, but. Everyone says we need a penetrating, get after the quarterback defensive tackle. This guy's the best one of those, <laughs> especially if you have concerns about Jalen Carter. So every time I do a mock, he's the best player available at 18. He fits what they need. You could even use him as a specialist and he'd be good. And the third thing I want to say is rumor and innuendo that I've heard is the Lions love Josh Pascal. They think this guy's going to be an absolute freak stud, incredible football player. So I agree with Logan that move him around, but you're going to see a lot of Josh Pascal, number 93 for the Lions, doing some big things. So, Logan, I want to kick well, this to you and Chops. With Kalijah but... Cansey, too, I want to, I want to bring yep. this up. Um, with Kalijah Cansey as well, the Lions have all these bigger defensive ends, and they move them inside a lot. So if Kalijah Cansey is just going to be a situational – pass rusher the lions kind of already have that with their bigger defensive end so how how many of these type of players can you really have i i, w- I would prefer to have a three tech that can actually play all three downs and is a solid against all three downs whereas i feel like Kansi just really projects more as a pass rushing specialist at this point and yeah he's made he makes some good plays against the run too but he doesn't necessarily have the size where i don't know if you're going to want him on first downs on the goal line um really getting in there so i don't know maybe it's just me with that my with my bias against um smaller players and i always want the biggest and the the most athletic yeah he's not he's not a three down guy he's not a goal line guy but he's a guy that gives you something not only you don't have but you say some of the shortcomings in his tape how about the pass rush when he just flies by people and kills quarterbacks i mean that's pretty fun to watch yeah. and uh, and worth something in today's game so it is. anyway we we could get into it i wanted to kick it back to you fellas about um kind of positions you know like we obviously can't pick hey, i would like this player at 6 this at 18 and these in the second round but what's your perfect mix of like the lions come out of day 1 and day 2 with this Logan, let's let's hear your thoughts, and then Chops can kind of give his thoughts on what you say. So day one, I still think um, a defensive tackle, a cornerback, whether it be um, six or eighteen or, or flip flopped, I still think that would be a really nice combo because it's the biggest. I think positions of need marry up with the best talent available that you project to be on the board. So that's where I'm kind of at with that, and then on day two. Um, I'm, I'm already at the point where it's strictly almost best player available. The lions don't have all these glaring holes. If, if there's someone who slips at any position, you can go ahead and take them because if you look down the line, two, three years, uh, the lions roster, there's not that many guys under contract, even though they're set this year, you have to build through the draft and that you have to think a little bit long-term and the lions are to that point now where they, they have to start doing that. Um, because they don't have that all that many holes. So I would I would like a linebacker and I don't who knows what the Lions staff thinks about the importance of the position and same with tight end. I think it's a really of the few positions that's actually a strong group. The tight end group is one of them. So I wouldn't be opposed to even the Lions getting a tight end in the second round. I would actually kind of like it cuz the group they have right now, yeah, they performed when they were given the chance, they caught a lot of touchdowns, but I think that's very situational. I would still like a player who's maybe a little bit more of a threat in the passing game and can also block. And there's not really many of those tight ends. So, um, yeah, tight end, linebacker, and I think I'd offensive guard, Steve Avilo, Cyrus Torres, if either of those guys are there in the second round, I think that would just be a, a steal for them. That's what are you thinking? Uh, I'm trying to think of what to say that didn't sound exactly what Logan just said because <laughs> because I've been banging this drum of defensive line and secondary with six and eighteen for a while now. Like those were the are our two biggest uh, points of needs. Yes, I understand we made some great moves in the secondary, uh, but don't forget that Cam Sutton is the only corner we have under contract after 2023. So yep. I'm still addressing it. 
Um, again, whether it's, you know, whether it's Branch, whether it's Witherspoon, um, you know, and then you get into your D lineman. Um, I, you know, I want those two first picks on my defense. As you all know, I love our offense. Uh, I'm not saying we don't need to address it at some point, but Brad Holmes has, an, uh, has a knack for finding wide receivers, those uh, gems later on. Um, you know, we've named some of those in previous shows, but yeah, I'm all defense at 16 and 18. And then, yeah, uh, going into the second round, I'm loving, you know, I've taken some guards in there. I'm looking at offensive line, uh, and I'm also looking at linebacker because I, I, and this, again, Logan, I'd love your take on Trenton Simpson. Cause the guy is slipping, man. He's like, he was, you know, I saw him he, he, at one point he was like a top 24 pick and now he's like the fourth linebacker listed and I love these drafts. Like he, yeah. he's just so versatile, man. If I can get him with that last pick in the second round at 55, I, man, I, how do you pass up on that? Yeah, no, I, in my first mock draft I did, I remember I had him in the second round and I was like, there's no way he goes to the second round, but he's kind of, he's not your true off ball linebacker. He's almost like a, a slot or a nickel linebacker because he's so athletic and what he does, he's so unique. And I think if you draft him, you're definitely going to have to use him um, in a way that accentuates his strengths. But there's not many guys like uh, that can do what he can do. So I think it would be a lot of fun um, in definitely certain situations to have him on the field because he can do it all. But it's like, looking from an athletic standpoint, yeah, there's, there's a lot to like there. And he just does – things that other linebackers can't, but that's kind of how the NFL is trending. A lot of smaller linebackers, um, a lot of faster linebackers. And even though I'm saying that I really like Jack Campbell <laughs> in the second round for the lions too, as a future Anzalone replacement and a guy to kind of take the reins and in Anzalone's third year, when he's making a ton of money off that new contract, you already have a guy waiting in the wings and should be, well-versed on the defense and can be the leader of that team and just a really good football player and a lot more athletic than he's given credit for. Yep. I agree. So I, I don't want to dip in and rehash all good stuff by you guys. I got into it a little bit with Kent Lee Platt. That's at math bomb on the old Twitter machine where he was kind of saying people are overvaluing defense and they just want these needs and they're not open to offense and all this other stuff. So we went back and forth. Good conversation. He's a good dude. He puts out all the RAS scores and whatnot. But, um, you know, one thing that I just want to throw out there is kind of one of my philosophies with what do we do in these big picks and, and in general is I love big bodied football players that can move. So if you get me like a two, 300, uh, 290 to 300 10 pound player that can move his feet, whether it's on the offensive line, defensive line, pass rusher, that's 275 and can, can move like that's very valuable to me. So that's why I was kind of telling him like, I'd like to take big bodied defensive or O-line type players early and then get my fringe guys later. I'm talking about the backers. I'm talking about wide receiver, tight ends. You know, I feel like I can get that early. So my general approach is like load up on big bodied move, uh, guys that can move bodies early, let the draft board fall. And to me, every mock I do, it's like defense heavy. And then in the end, I'm getting steals on offense. So I feel like that could be an approach that might work. And and like I said, I know people are leaning heavy on defense, but it feels like that's what we should do, especially when late quarterbacks, late wide receivers, late tight ends, late, um, you know, other positions of need, you could get down the road and it's not going to kill your offense, which is already good. So that's just something I continue to throw out there for people. Like I can't imagine it's happening in all these mocks and then come draft day, all this offense goes early and then there's none later. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's, there's always certain positions where I feel like in running backs, one of them, you can find just certain positions later in the draft um, a lot easier than others. And uh, like edge defenders, I think you typically have to take early because a lot of the best end edge defenders are all the elite athletes. Um, and typically elite athletes at the edge position go very high. So you have to kind of load up there and defensive tackle, just the way that it's shaken out in this draft, it looks I feel like it's really tough to find a really good three tech later in the draft and linebackers, as we saw last year, I think linebacker, you can find good linebackers all throughout the draft, but uh, Jack Campbell to me is just, he's, he's pretty unique with how big he is and how he can move. 
and just reliable tackler, always where he needs to be. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. It's it's tough to say on your I guess your debate with Kent and um, where that where I fall with that. I guess I never really thought about it too much. Like you can see the reason to take a tight end premium. You could take this or that, but I I see the Lions kind of dipping in areas that we don't expect. But I'd be shocked if they went like two or three offensive players early. Um, but I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, fellas, like, gosh, we could just do this all day, and I'd actually like to, but we probably got to wrap this thing here at some point. So, Chops, you got you got any big picture thoughts about uh, the draft, which is a week away, how Brad Holmes is going to be uh, cooking up something for Lions fans? I mean, Brad Holmes cooking, or what's that name you gave him a long time ago that made no sense, and then now it's funny? Oh, come on. Now you you came up with Holmes cooking, and so now you're dogging always <laughs> open for business. Holmes sitting at the table, slapping the meat hooks together, getting ready to rake some other GM who's willing to give some picks. Uh, yeah, listen, the draft is less than 10 days away, and I am so freaking excited, man. Like, it's so great to talk draft with Logan. Um, I could... Oh, yes. I could sit here and ask, go back and forth with Logan like all night. Brother. And uh, the people would probably uh, they would probably listen, to be honest, because this guy is is top notch when it comes to the draft insider. So uh, uh, the last thing I got to say is <laughs> hashtag choppy likey. Thanks, Logan. I smell what you're cooking. <laughs> I brother. appreciate it, man. No! Yeah, it's great finally being on the show with you and get to talk some football. We'll have to do this again soon. And especially after the draft too. There's there's so much to talk about. I feel like we could have gone down every player and talked about them and it would be a seven hour show and I wouldn't mind doing it. Logan, I'm sorry. I, I, I stepped on you with the drop because I smelled what Chops was cooking. If you smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> kind of like what Holmes is cooking. And, and what's your confidence level? I mean, are you just walking into this draft? Like you said, like, look at our roster. We got great roster. Tons of picks, a great GM, an alpha head coach, ball players. I mean, you got to be feeling good heading into all this. Real good. Yeah, there's even the picks that I, I haven't really liked of Holmes. Um, you know, I didn't le- like the Levi owns a Rike pick, and so far that hasn't really turned out too well. But James Houston, though. I wasn't a big fan of that one, and that's turned out pretty great so far. So I'm at the point with him where I, I have no complaints. Every – Every single person, every single GM, scout is going to have the guys they like or dislike a little bit more than others. But everything he's done in the two years, I I have no concerns. If he takes a player I'm not super high on, I'm going to trust that he knows what he's doing a lot more than I do, as with most GMs. (laughs) But um, I I have every bit of confidence in Holmes. I'm I'm really happy that he's our GM. It's going to be incredible to watch. As they both said, this has been a really – I knew it was going to be a great show, but, I mean, we we did all this probably over an hour of content for you guys. We could do three hours. We had a couple bullet points. We talked ball. We got you guys hype. We know everybody's fired up for these Detroit Lions and the NFL draft. We're talking about it today, next week, the week after, following that. And we'll do it all right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.